Communication can be hard, but apparently Andre have a list of things that can help you. Let's dig into it. Welcome to a new episode of DevSecop Talks with me, Matthias, Andre, and Julian. Well, communication, right? Bad communication between teams. And Andre, I know you have some, uh, you have experienced this, right? A couple of times? I think everyone experiences <laughs> bad communication all the time because, you know, people are good at writing code and communicating are rare to find. Yeah. So, and we, as operation people, like, I think the example that everyone can think can be thinking about someone reporting a problem to you yeah and they give you no context whatsoever it broke fix my problem it's the you, best right? you're lucky if you get a screenshot which only shows the actual error message and nothing around it like no previous logs or nothing it's like that's else that happens and and then Basically, you want to ask all possible type of questions. Which environment is it? What did you do? How do I reproduce that? Well, what are you trying to achieve in the first place, right? So, or yes. the, the, the biggest question, did it work before? Yes. Has this been is... working or is it, yeah. <laughs> what what yeah. you've been wearing when it worked last time? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened since, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is a lot of context you, you could give to the person. And I, I'm discussing this topic of effective communication with uh, our consultants at 5XL quite a lot. We have a list. Yeah. And apparently, um, we're, going to, we're going to be picking things from that list today while we're discussing. Yeah. And I, I hope that Matthias and Julian during the discussion will bring some more stuff so I can put it on my list. <laughs> and shares with the guys and goes. So, yeah, that's one of them, reporting a problem. And then the idea is when you're reporting the problem, you want to give as much context as you can, right? What are you doing? What are you trying to achieve? Why are you doing that? Well, what you're trying to achieve is the same. The environment, all the possible things that person you're asking might need to reproduce the problem or understand what you're after. The more details you give, the better. In most cases, when you start to describe the context, what have changed, you actually start to understand the problem better. So there is a benefit for you. Yeah. You might even come up with solution for that and understand what solution is. Yeah. And uh, ideally, you should give enough information for the person just to get it and go investigate without asking you any follow-up questions, because then you're actually increasing your chances of getting to the answer from that person. Yeah. Well, first, it would be nice if uh, people would be able to investigate themselves. Like, yes. what, what, what do you need to know in order to move forward? And you can see that this whole industry is plagued with bad error message. You go to a website and it says, error cannot connect to database. How mm -hmm. in the world, am I, what am I supposed to do with yeah. that as a user that yeah. has absolutely no idea, you know, like which database, what, what, what can I do? Yeah, you have an error, congratulations. But that's typically, you know, an error happened happen here and you just forward that to the user's face yeah. with, yeah. without tr even trying to, to 
to make the user experience better. So as in code, as in communication, I think both can use a little bit more, you know. I think it's also hard to maybe explain if if you're if if you're a junior developer or something to explain what's going on, right? Maybe they deploy service and they see maybe the build is failing, right? But the the developer maybe not have any clue right what's going on, right? Oh, this is a GitLab running running in Kubernetes on the cluster int with the tags GitLab. So the, I mean, it's so many things. But what what you can do is try trying to explain what you're doing. I'm deploying I my. I have I have built a new version of my application. I'm trying to deploy it, and it fails. And the error is can't connect to the database. Okay, so then you then you can start at least from that one. I, I, I don't expect everybody to know right. The, core details, so I can just jump into the pod, right? Oh, it's the GitLab runner pod dash DX five, seven, eight. Right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> J- Julian just described my goal on code. I got the error, just return it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like passing the hash, but the opposite direction, right? Yeah. I think they're going to get like exceptions in, in the next version of Gold, like the next major version of Gold. And there are some talks about that. I might be wrong. I'm not really following, but time it's, to time, like I'm really like, ah, it would be so nice to throw exception here and just don't do this. If you got error, do that. Anyhow, uh, well, I, I, I'm a, I have the opposite, uh, you know, opinion that you know you, you should care about your error. I, I cannot tell you how many times I get into an argument because mm-hmm. we don't agree on what's an error. Yeah, and you say, is it an error for your server or for the client? Is is yeah. it something that you can recover recover from mm-hmm. or not? And is the service uh, interrupted or not? And and those kind of things is like okay, you, you need to take a step back from the whole system and see see the, the big picture and say, okay, for who is that error relevant? And who, who can do something about it? And most of the time when people come and ask for help like that, they are usually stressed. And that's why they, they say like the most funniest thing, like, hey, it doesn't work. I, please let me read your mind to <laughs> try to understand what you're talking about. Uh, and, and that's difficult to, to say like, okay, let's go. And, and to have those kind of questions, like, okay, which environment, what, and to have those like pre-filled, almost like a GitHub issue, you know, that when you open one, yeah. you have like, what did you try to do? What was the steps taken? What did you expect? And what did you get? Uh, and, and that, yeah, that, 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 that actually brings us to thinking forward, right? So you're anticipating what the person might answer you. And uh, I actually been to those situations in a very early stage of my career where I was like a maintenance engineer. So I have to troubleshoot problems happening in a live network on uh, telecommunication operators. I cannot turn on the, all, all the possible logs because it will overload the system. So I have to think really, really hard about all possible things I might need, ask them, and then, like, I'm just sending the email, and I might get an answer in three or four days. Yeah. <laughs> and if I ask something wrongly, yeah, I wasted a lot of time, and like everyone is waiting. So I have to think about like, if you see this, then do that. If 
and it also should be you know clear, concise, so they don't mess up things. Execute the right command, collect the right output. And the same here, but not with the commands and outputs. For instance, if you are communicating a meeting or an action that you expect from someone, right? So you're saying like, well, how about we meet next Friday? I have those, 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 those times available. Pick what works for you. If nothing works, please suggest the time that works for you. I will try to adjust. So you see, I'm giving the all the options and I'm thinking one step ahead. So like, this is action I expect you to make. Yeah. But if there is a problem and you cannot make that decision, either reach out to me or do this or look at that. So, and always think about that a couple of steps ahead and then your error codes will be much better because then you're thinking who might be a receiver of your error and who might see it and what you should communicate. So the same here between humans. But I think, don't you like do that when you, for example, send in, uh, I mean, I had server at, uh, not, not the big cloud company, but a company and have issues with the firewall, right? Mm. And I, I believe I know how firewall is working, right? Okay. But it, when I test it's like, this, this is, is something's wrong here, right? So then when you write an email to, uh, somebody else support team, you're really curious like right, what you write. I'm trying this right, I tried that, I think it could be this, how about could it be something like that? So you, you, you're trying to be more polite and like, sorry for bothering, but I this is something really strange here that that's happened. Yeah, technically your email communication would look like you're programming a human. Yeah, yeah. I want you to do this. Those are the options. Pick something. If nothing works, do that. If yeah. that doesn't work, do this, and then repeat or come back to me. So you, you're pretty much programming someone. And for not techies, that might be weird. For programmers, it's kind of okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I always appreciate when I get communication like this my way, I see that the person is respecting my time and not yeah. dragging me through the email chain, like, yeah. does this work? Does that work? Obviously, there are also ways to automate that, like, for, for instance, through Calendly, where you send them a link and they can see available times in your calendar, compare with their calendar, and then just book it directly in your calendar. So I saw on Twitter that apparently some percent of humanity considers that impolite when someone sends you a calendly link and saying like well pick the time that works for you yeah apparently that's impolite but i'm not really sure send, why sending like along your emails with like programming humans it's like sending a satellite to to mars right just go away and, and just yeah actually actually like even this calendly so calendly even usually books uh yeah. online call right? yeah so the video call and you some people who, who sell those links, I, I saw an example where they, in a reply, where you're getting the meeting invitation, where you press the book, and yeah. then you're getting meeting it's filled with instruction how you should configure software yeah. that you're going to be using, like saying, like, actually, yeah. it's a good idea, 10 minutes in advance, you call in, you check software works, so we have yeah. only 30 minutes, we don't waste each other time, 15 minutes trying to set up the software so we could see and hear each other. Yeah. Think of what you're going to be talking about, you know, what are the problems that you want me to solve. Yeah. In this way, we're going to use all 30 minutes really effectively. 
And yeah. those are, you know, the things that all the people should be doing because they're obvious, but people don't do them. They just show up on the meeting and apparently software doesn't work. They haven't thought <laughs> what is the outcome they desire out of this communication. Yeah. And you just have to be like, uh, I don't know, like a shrink and just trying to sort out their issues. The re- um, the re- yeah. The regular meeting when, when somebody comes up and like, does somebody has an adapter from Mac to HDMI? Oh, boy. But I have that for a breakthrough. Yeah, p- p- people trying to pre- present from Linux laptops. Oh, in yeah. A conference yeah. room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have pre made scripts. Like, they just do the year of the Linux desktop. It's always a show. person trying to run yeah. something from the Linux laptop yeah. in the conference uh, room. I, I was at a small company and we, we started counting the number of hours we wasted trying to get a call with someone who had the Linux laptop. It yeah. was like, a, it, it, it became like so screaming that we were wasting so much time over a week trying to sync on no, that. You, I mean, you, you, you're getting Linux laptop not to communicate, but to work. Yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm not going to bring up how much time I spent to get my voice setup working on my box. Mm. But, okay, we talked about a little bit now how you report an error, right? Be, uh, like, it, try to add the context of the one that's going to find or, like, troubleshoot have, has a easier path path to walk and find the problems, right? So mm. when you report error, you should be adding as much data as you can, right? And mm. when you send emails, it's good to to have like a programming email, like longer email and then a follow-up meeting, right? But let's talk about the wars, man. The Slack wars. Right? When oh, things man. happen on Slack and it's like... I, I think, you know, like the, the, you have to differentiate uh, two use cases, like asynchronous communication yeah. and, and, and direct communication. I yeah. think Slack is the, it's not good in the sense that for direct communication, it's super slow. You know, you have to type everything. Yeah. So voice would be much better. And email would be better if you do asynchronous because then you have to actually think about everything that you're typing before sending yeah. it. Um, and and I would say that email is actually quite a nice format for that because you you have like actually you know a beginning a middle and an end yeah and, and it's also like you can think like by first sending an email how many decisions the person has to make you know it's like hey I want you to do this or as Andrea said it might sound impolite but it's more like hey this is where I'm stuck. I, can you unstuck me? Here's the possible solution. Please help. Uh, and, and that's a much, much um, higher chance of reply. And I think there is a lot of article about, you know, how to email famous people or things like that. Like, or people who, who get tons of email. I'm pretty sure if you if you write a too long email, it's not going to work. If you write too short, it's not going to work either because they're not, they don't know how to help you. Yeah. And it, it, it's very hard sometimes when you don't know the question you have uh, to to come up with something. So it's more like let's let's narrow down the case to we have a pro- production is down, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a problem that this is preferably sometimes the kind of situation where you want to bring someone, uh, you know, in a call so that you have faster interaction. Yeah, uh, I don't think Slack is uh, really great. I think Slack is good for sharing screenshot <laughs> and and having a history 
after that of what happened, yeah. if you want to, to do a post-mortem or something like that. But for, for direct communication, it's a little bit painful. Uh, so, so just bring us back to what Matthias mentioned, right? Yeah. So the wars, when people getting into the argument, comparing, I don't know, Nexus and Artifactory or Jenkins and GitLab CI, <laughs> what, what, what is better, right? But, 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 but here it doesn't really matter the media that you're yeah. having this argument over. It's yeah. uh, the way you think because any technology, you do not apply that in a vacuum. You apply it to a particular problem and you have to start with that problem. What is the problem you're trying to solve? Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, just by doesn't really matter, really, because both tools will work to solve this problem. Then you might have a different context that will guide your decision making, but you have to start with the question: What is the problem? Just don't yeah. compare tools, you know, out of the out of the problem field, because then it's really hard to compare. They will have good sides, bad sides, but you don't, you don't really know what is what is important here. Mm. I would say that in most cases, when you have like a you know, you, even if it comes to architecture principle or everything, it's really hard to have a discussion, like a constructive discussion, because most people have taste and they want they want to go with what they know. Yeah. So they, let's say if they know Jenkins and you propose something new, they're not going to say, yeah, let's go do it. They're going to no. ask you like so many questions. On the other hand, if you already have Jenkins set up and... <laughs> You you have to come up with something that's at least you know ten times better to 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 over to, to compensate for the fact that you need to migrate yeah. and, and that sets the bar really high and this is where you know it's basically we call that legacy but it's things that you build upon it's not really a bad term in itself you know it's, it doesn't mean it's old or it's wrong it just means legacy means all the decision you've made up to that point yeah that you build upon and changing those will probably cost a lot of time. So they need, you need to have an argument for why you want to change something. It's, it's also like you could reframe the, uh, the way you say it, right? So you could call it legacy, it brings a negative connotation, but you can also call it foundation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I see, you see, it might be legacy, it might be a foundation that allow you to get there. So again, effective communication. It, it depends how you frame the message, yeah. and then then you like a painter paint it in a certain color, so it looks more appealing or less appealing depending how you want to portray it. And that's effective communication. We also call it like the current system, right? It's not the old system. It's like the current system. Right. Yeah, and, 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 and another thing that we kind of don't really have, especially like now when we work remote, yeah. is uh, communication of emotions. Yeah. But we have emojis, right? We have emojis, but people don't use them or use them inappropriately and uh, they're not as expressive. So I quite, quite often when I'm angry for instance something happened i don't like it yeah i will just write i'm angry i don't like this yeah <laughs> and then everyone knows where i'm standing yeah but the thing is that like quite often it's maybe our generation problem i could see the similar type of behavior from my parents but i'm, I'm not sure how to explain it, but I, I people are bad at communicating their emotions right yeah. say they might attack you because they're angry, 
but attack is manifestation of their emotion, but they don't tell you they're angry. You actually have to come up, like you have to ask what's wrong, how do you feel? Because they would use an obscure language, attacks, some passive aggressive behavior, but they will not communicate their emotions clearly. So you could address that, right? So you have to look for clues and you might not have those clues when you communicate over Slack or email. So that's why I think it's important. And it works as for in-person communication, but also uh, in remote teams. I think it's very important to communicate your emotion, just saying like, I'm feeling down today, right? And that maybe I might come as a more negative than I usually am. This, this, sure. is, this is how I am today. So just be ex expected. Like, I'm not pissed at you. I'm just unhappy with something, right? And I might change my communication style because of that. Just don't be upset, right? And that makes everyone's life much easier. And it's also much clearer how you feel about things. And then people can know where you stand and adjust accordingly. So, But do you also add, like, how... Uh, sometimes it's like you have a high workload, so you're stressed about something else, right? Yeah, those things as well in communication. It's like, yeah... Sorry, I'm I'm stressed right now. I'm yeah, I, I I think it's a great thing to communicate because then first your coworkers might notice that apparently you have more than you can handle. Yeah, and if you have a good involved team, they might discuss the ways to unload you. It might give uh, give a heads up to your manager if you have one, right? But even uh, if you just communicate it for yourself, right, that gives you a sign like. I'm stressed. I have too much. Yeah. And then you should ask yourself, like, why? What I'm doing that I'm in that situation? How do I get out of here? Right? You should not continuously be stressed. That's the wrong place to be because you're not productive. You're not a creative. You 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 got yourself at the corner somehow. Something yeah. isn't working in your processes. Maybe you're grabbing too much work. Maybe there is something wrong going on in your life. Just be mindful, right? That helps you to understand it, but you have to be very careful with those signs. Remember, remember those uh, reframing, right? If you just keep repeating that to yourself, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, yeah, you'll yeah. get yourself even more stressed. Yeah. So it's more like noticing that and then taking action rather than dwelling on it. Yeah. yeah. So you say that I think we're using Slack more like. I kind of like the Slack sometimes because I can get ping with topics or things, and then I can look and say, and then I come come back to it later, right? It's, it's a it's delayed. It's it's not that important of an email, but it's more short a message so you can look up. Okay, and when I ping people on Slack, I don't expect it to be like fixed directly. It's more like a question. How? What do you think about this? Should you do A or B, right? And then I don't need a reply in five minutes or the same day but you know this is a simple communication tool like that but but i agree when it's like a production is down but uh, i think the huddler function now is like is great just jump mm -hmm. in the channel open the huddler and then talk you need a bridge yeah, uh, people used to run away to different things and work and the worst thing is that when production is down and you don't know what other people are doing right Okay, I'm watching the the log series. What's happening? And then, yeah, then you need a close communication. And then voice is yeah, is voice bad. is voice is bad. But uh, another thing here is like 
know, like you sent, you sent an inquiry, and then you kind of like to know if the person saw it. Uh, yeah. Quite often it happens so that like you ask someone and then there is nothing back, right? And you don't really know if the person is there. Maybe person saw it and working on it. You have no idea. So I think the good tone here is just say like, yeah, I saw this. I don't have time to reply right now. I'm going to get back to you then. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I saw this. I'm working on this right now. We'll get back to you as soon as I have some data. So just like confirming you saw what the person wrote. Okay. Saying that you gonna react and explaining when you're gonna react on yeah. this well like when you might have a status because my my opinion if someone comes to you and asks you for a status of something you're not yeah. communicating enough right because yeah. someone expects something from you and you and if they came to you to ask yeah you have some expectations management issue and you're not communicating enough so that, that would be a clue to me. It's like if someone asked when it's done, when it's supposed to be done for me, it's like a red flag. Yeah. Right? So person is not aware of what I'm doing and they kind of already want it to happen. So that because they came and asked because they think it should be done, most probably. Right? I think yeah, the the, the it, while everybody working remote, over communicating is a good thing. Like yeah. I just finished this and writing in a command channel and giving updates about I'm picking up this task or better even like let people see I don't know there is a many you know bots and everything you can do or synchronization that happened that could actually help um, communicating without having to communicate yeah Yeah. the the hard part also with this communication with error is that you don't want to push them away right I mean the GitLab uh, ticket for problem that's like sometimes like a big hurdle to get people not to report smart problems, right? It's a lot of steps sometimes you need to fill in with logs and stuff. And in a smaller company, you don't want to have that like distance between you. You want the developers to come in and say, I have a problem. Okay, what is it? Let's work together here. So then it's a good opportunity to educate People as well, right? How, how the troubleshoot, how things are working. Yeah, but, but but still, they need to do a little bit of legwork on that yeah. and connecting yeah. all that context yeah. and communicating that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because that also educates them about the environment, about yeah. noticing all those things, where they are, what they're doing. And also, like when you're communicating something, you might communicate your ex- time expectations. Yeah. Saying, I see this broken not urgent fix when you see it yeah or broken fire 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 yeah. all hands all hands on deck yeah that's true that's true i mean yeah yeah so like yeah. be specific about your expectations on all the soul yeah how fast it will be resolved or what when do you need an answer right so like there is a framework communication framework when you give someone an assignment which yeah. says like you explain to person then you ask for the feedback. You basically want them to repeat what you said, to understand that they understood what you're saying. And then you want to communicate the deadline when it's supposed to happen, right? I think there is a couple of more steps, but those, I think, are crucial. And uh, in many ways, the assignment happens like, that's the thing. I don't really know how understood you or not, but just do it. I, I will not even tell you when I want that to be done. 
Yeah. Right. And then if you are a receiver of that and the person who is communicating it to you is not doing their part of equation, then it's up to you to actually help them a little bit and ask all of that, say like, okay, so now I heard you said you want to have this done. Yeah. Could you please explain why so I understand it better, right? And then you say like, well, now let's confirm you want this because of that. And yeah. you want this by the date. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. If if everyone would communicate like this, life of many managers would be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I feel I feel like a little bit like a evil, right? People come ask questions and with problems and you start sending links like have you checked this link here with the logs? Mm-hmm. Here's the link from that. But uh, yeah, so, sometimes when you have a, an incident, it's the worst time to learn. Yeah. <laughs> and to send a link when nothing is happening, I, usually people ignore it. Yeah, it's like, hey, this is important. This is why. Uh, make sure that if we have an incident, you understand this. Yeah. Uh, here's the procedure. This is where you'll find more information about the topic. Yeah, uh, and. <laughs> It's a it, it's a hard problem when you when you look at it, you realize that code is actually a small part of of everything. Uh, how you communicate? I mean, I, I communicate much more than I write code, uh, especially in big companies. So it, it's uh, it, it's good to have that uh, in your tool belt to be able to communicate clearly what you want. It's not easy because most people are not you know English is not their first language. So th- there is a little bit of a barrier there, but uh, I'll tell you more about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of us, uh, you know, had to learn English somehow. So it's uh, okay. I got. I got to inject the story about yeah. the language right now. Um, last week I got COVID. It was like a first day, and uh, my wife asked me to go and uh, pick up the baby bed that she found on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. It's just like five, 10 minutes drive. You don't even go to the highway. So you go on a county road where the speed limit is 40. And I'm feeling I have a little bit of fever, like 37-ish, but I'm kind of fine understanding what's going around me. And I, I don't really like, right? But I think fine, I, I'm gonna go and get it. So I drive to that place and uh, wearing the mask, like, distancing everything. So come to the house, park near a garage, knock on the door, take a couple of steps back. And then there is some old lady opening the door and I'm doing the best possible Swedish I can master to explain <coughs> that I'm I'm coming here to get the baby bed. And she has no idea what I'm talking about. and barely understands what I'm saying. <laughs> and then eventually I ask your address and apparently I need to be in the, in the house next door. Yeah. So I'm saying like, fine, I, I leave now. I'm sorry I disturbed you. Like, that's just a mistake. I get in the car and start to back off and the car is not driving. I'm like, what's going on? And then I understand that actually that the driveway to the garage is under angle, so it's like going down, and it's all ice. And I don't have a spikes, I don't have a chains with me, no nothing. And I parked my back up, and I have a front wheel drive car, so like, and it's all ice. And like, I'm, I'm basically stuck. 
and uh, I, I know the, the the wheels are spinning. There is a lot of noise. I think the poor old lady is scared as <laughs> well. And I just cannot leave. I would like to go, but I can't. <laughs> and, and it's like it's like a bad comedy, you know. She doesn't really understand what I'm saying. I, I'm going back saying, like, you see, I'm stuck, and she's not understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes I, uh, it's like that. <laughs> eventually, she gave me a bucket of those you know, of gravel, you know, those two small rocks that uh, you yeah. have you know, everywhere in Sweden. I apply those, still no luck, and now those small rocks start to fly from the from the from the wheels, and the the garage door is all dirty because of that. And then finally, some neighbor come coming by, stopping by. He speaks some English. We apply another bucket that apparently the old lady have in the garage, and I I, I managed to back off out of there. Yeah. But, wow! Wow! It's, it's just you know, it doesn't happen in the normal life. It's just like a bad comedy. No one understands anyone. You're stuck in the middle of nowhere. It's evening, and, and you're sick a little bit. So like you're running in the mask, trying to keep the safe distance yeah, from yeah. The people. Boy, I got stressed. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a little help. Yeah. So communicate your feelings if you need a little bit of help. Communicate. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, I'm actually considering saying a little bit of cake to that old lady. I'm feeling so sorry for like you know disturbing her for no good reason at all. Yeah. Send some flowers over. Yeah, it's just a disaster. Actually, just today I googled uh, a mass in English in Spanish and apparently it's disaster. So and then I decided, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up some memes. So I shared with a colleague I've been discussing the problem that I was trying to describe as a mess. Um apparently all Spanish meme with a mess is very sad. So they were like, my mi vida is disaster. Piero, your Montenero optimism, some stuff like that. Sp sorry for my broken Spanish, but basically everything like that. Like you think this is a mess? Take a look at my life. My life is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like my life is a mess. I'm trying to maintain optimism. Or like my mom says, my my room is a mess. But yeah. it's a story of my life. Like I don't know why they all so sad. <laughs> It's the new generation. They are sad. They are sad. Uh, cultural differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and what's your last tip to them for communication between teams? Like, I think I should make a course out of this. You should make a course. Like communication for developers. Let me know what would be the best name for that. Uh, effective communication for nerds. Yeah. I think the best, uh, the first step for me is really to uh, have empathy with the the person who's going to receive the message and say, "Will I understand this if yeah. I had no context?" Uh, and, and, empathy is uh, is hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really hard, but uh, you know, it pays off. It pay, it really pays off when you have to communicate. And I actually learned that in uh, by making talks. Mm. You know, when you when you have to present something and you're in front of people, you're not going to start improvising. Uh, 
uh, like we do now. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. I do. <laughs> no. mm. But um, the, 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 the fact that you have to think about what you're going to say to deliver the most information in the least amount of words yeah. uh, mm. is actually a really good exercise for anyone. I highly recommend that if people want to try communicate better, try to teach, uh, th that will definitely, definitely uh, shape you into a better communicator. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think also listening to the good example of communication, like take a Tim Ferriss podcast. Mm. His communication is very concise. He's asking really good questions. So be more like Tim. Yeah. Be like Tim. Do like Tim. That, uh, communication is always uh, on the rules of the receiver, right? So you structure your communication to as data you send to an API. Mm. If you don't structure mm. the data correctly, the API won't you know, receive it. They'll just throw it away like, no, this is invalid. You, you, you have to publish your API spec. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when you're sending data, when you're talking to someone, you need to structure your reply or your data so the ones they're receiving will understand it and can do some actions mm. with it. Right? Uh -huh. It's, it's, and, and the thing is, it goes in both ways, right? So when you receive data, that sender would have to structure it. And when you send it back, you need to structure it so the receiver understands it. Yeah, if you want to Google something on this topic, it's called Team Agreement. Yeah. It's part of the Sociology 3.0 framework, I believe, where the team sits down and discuss how they communicate, what's appropriate, what's not, what yeah. tools they use, and so on. And then they just write it down, and that's they basically formalize uh, informal agreement that might be in the team. I think that's really good, especially like when you're hiring, yeah. Because all those informal agreements, people kind of know about them, but they're not written down anywhere. People cannot communicate yeah. that to the people, and then when people come to work in the team, some of those might be incompatible the way they do things. Like for instance, the team might have beer every Friday after three. Yeah, and, and like you are a drinker, and you might have a problem exactly. with that a little bit. Or like yeah. the whole team is playing Counter Strike during the Tuesday night, and you don't, yeah. and now you are like a white elephant, or whatever it's called, a white crown. Yeah, I think it's good to get. And uh, do you think you have time to add a link to your course here in the show notes? Uh, if, I, if I ever <laughs> have time to make it, <laughs> or maybe at least come up with a name, maybe. Can I do in pull request with yeah uh, people tweet at us your suggestion for the course name? What would you call it? Yeah, but you have like points, right? So you can. Do I, some... I, I do have a document actually, and like while we discussed, I I uh, skimmed a little bit more notes in there, and I'm uh, polishing it. So like two, I think a week or two weeks ago, we discussed that with uh, consultants and we polished the document, but we have that internally. But I'm thinking that it's actually keep growing, and I could probably make a course out of it. Sounds good. And I think with that, we will end this show right now. And thank Back you for being with us today. Thank you. Until next time. You have been listening to the DevSecOps podcast with Matthias Andre and Julian. For more podcast and notes, go to the webpage devsecops.fm. Thanks for tuning in.